Hey guys, this is Mindcast with your host, Kevin Seaman, where we talk about what's going on in your head. Hi, welcome to Mindcast number 12 with your host, Kevin Seaman. Our topic today is your unique combination of human capabilities and qualities. Be yourself. Everyone else has already been taken. Oscar Wilde. You are absolutely unique in every way. You are personally different and unlike any other person or living creature on our planet. And that difference speaks volumes about you, about your unique character, your personal values, your artistic tastes, your habits, what touches you musically, your personal creativity, your outlook, your identity, and much more. No one has the same DNA, fingerprints, voice, or irises as you do. No one has the same life experiences that you do. No one thinks, processes information, reacts, feels, or speaks like you do. Each and every one of us is an original. Although we may have some similar interests or like certain things that others do, our combination of aspects that are unique and attributed solely to us is in fact literally astronomical. According to personal development expert Brian Tracy, each of us has a UHC or combination of unique human capabilities. Your UHC is like a personal inventory, a statement of what you have and what you need more of. It is your competitive advantage Tracy goes on to say, your unique combination of human qualities, skills, and behaviors are so unique that the odds are 50 billion to one that there is someone out there just like you. Always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. Famed cultural anthropologist, Margaret Mead. So, why is it then that we try so hard to fight this? Why do we, from the moment we first notice our place in society, how our friends look, and how our relationships with others are, have such a desire to be like someone else? Our culture and the media is constantly shouting at us to look at others, to look at and emulate their style They're striving for the status to be popular, to move away from who we intrinsically are, and to transform us into someone else, to become someone who we aren't. But even more curious, why is it that from the earliest age, most of us are unsatisfied with our physical features as well, frustrated with our height, our hair color, our facial features, and our lack of certain abilities that we see in others? I believe people respond more to perception than they do to reality. Some think if they look a certain way or they have a lot of money and lots of possessions, then they will be happy. Here's the reality. Success isn't the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. Being happy is actually about being you. When you feel congruent with being the person inside of you, it will reveal itself on the outside. If you're going to work at something, work at being an optimal version of you. There is a vitality, 
a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all of time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through another medium, and it will be lost. Martha Graham. The unique psychological part of a human being is constructed through the operation of a phenomenon called perception. Perception is what comes into consciousness when sight, sound, touch, taste, and odors are thrust upon the body from the outside. These five senses, what we refer to as modalities, indulge our sensory perception and affect us emotionally, sometimes positively, and also at times negatively. When one of these perceptions is connected to an emotional state through an event, there will be an associative effect that can stay with us, molding our outward and internal perception. This unique experience creates what is referred to as an anchor or trigger brought on by the conditioned association. These conditioned associations can, in rare instances, be so intensely negative that they produce a phobia. So, to simplify, an association is a learned or conditioned link between a mental and physical stimulus of some kind. And an anchor is a stimulus that can trigger a certain response. So, in effect, an anchor is a created association between a specific trigger and a specific state. Anchors are created when a person is fully associated in an intense state and can even occur with one exposure depending on the intensity of the experience emotionally. Anchors can be either positive or negative in nature. A phobia is an extreme example of an association with fear acting as a negative anchor for the individual experiencing the phobic episode. Now, please don't misunderstand or think that I am downplaying or simplifying the effect that a phobia can have to debilitate and traumatize a person experiencing it. It is absolutely real, and it creates emotional stress only the individual experiencing it can realize. Our greatest enemies, the ones we must fight most often, are within. Thomas Paine So why is it important to understand how associations and reactions to sensory perceptions make us unique? And how can you use this? First, it demonstrates the multitude of possibilities in regard to why we are so unique psychologically, and it allows us insight to our behavior and the behavior of others. Secondly, if we utilize it, it gives us a tool to create positive change. I'll go into detail on this area in my next Mindcast. But here's a simple illustration. When you do something to stimulate yourself, like having your favorite food that was made by someone you love, like mom, you will have an emotional connection with the experience related to the taste of that food and that person you love, your mom. By contrast, if you do something enough and it is in some way connected to a good experience, Even when you realize that it is imposing a negative effect on your health and happiness, you can begin to associate it in a positive way. If you've been a smoker, you know this. Even though you know the research in regard to smoking tobacco and its horrendous damage to your overall health, 
you may have had a very positive association to it. Many times, smokers have told me they feel that it gives them a feeling of calmness or relaxes them. The reality is nicotine is a stimulant that releases adrenaline from the adrenal glands, but it also releases dopamine in the pleasure and motivation area of the brain, creating a pleasurable sensation. When a smoker is stimulated by the taste or smell of tobacco smoke, the anchor, it trips that association of pleasure and calmness that they associate to smoking. In order to quit, it is necessary to change the association that they have to smoking. Once a smoker has a doctor tell them that if they keep smoking, you will die, that can change their association radically. When I was about 12 years old, I remember telling my dad that I didn't want him to die. He was shocked. He said, I'm not going to die, Kevin. I told him that I learned about smoking and cancer in school and that people will eventually die from smoking cigarettes. He quit immediately and never touched another cigarette his entire life after that day. His love for us was so powerful that it changed his association in an instant. He had a much more powerful reason not to smoke than to smoke. That is the power of using associations. So how do we get a realistic idea of what qualities we actually possess? Take an inventory and find out all the good stuff you have. I believe the best way to understand is to take a personal inventory. I like bubble maps, but you can also list them. To make a bubble map, draw a bubble with your name in the center. Then add arms with other bubbles attached to your central bubble. In those bubbles, write the qualities or categories you feel you have aptitude in. Then if necessary, you can add more arms to each categorical bubble with connected skills. For example, you have great communication skills. You can add other areas that pertain to communication skills, like writing, speaking, leadership, artistic expression. If you're a very persistent person, you can add persistence to your name with a connected arm. Then write areas or qualities where you use persistence as a skill in regard to your personal attributes. Your personal inventory of qualities and attributes can be physical or psychological in nature. These qualities can also be graded or assessed to focus on the ones that are strongest and the ones that may need further development or cultivation. I suggest you use a pencil when you do this because as you go through your map development, you'll find additions to your map and your map will grow with further introspection. The next step is to take a look at what skills or qualities you may need to be more excellent at what you love to do, your passion, or work. Make a list of the five or six qualities you feel you may need to become absolutely excellent at that work or passion. These are known as CSFs, or Critical Success Factors. According to studies conducted at Harvard University, there are usually four or five critical success factors in everything you do. These CSFs are things you must do in order to be successful in what you set out to accomplish in any given field or endeavor. If you have a weakness in any one of your critical success factors, it can bring all of your strong CSFs down dramatically. Critical success factors are, in effect, more than just attributes. They are essential qualities. 
An example of a CSF in basketball is cardiovascular endurance. You may be a great passer and shooter and understand the fundamentals perfectly, but if you're tired and you can't keep up with the game, you're done. Another example we can use is in business. Any banker will tell you that less than 3% of all small businesses are successful after the first year. The major reason for failure is undercapitalization of the investment in starting the business. Therefore, one of the critical success factors in starting and successfully running any business is ample working capital. It doesn't matter how knowledgeable you are or how good you are at the skills pertaining to your business. It doesn't even matter how great your market is. Without the critical success factor of liquidity or money, you will not succeed. Now, let's get back to your list. As you look at that list, assess your personal inventory and evaluate what you possess in regard to the elements that would be considered critical skills or qualities necessary to your personal success in the area of your work or passion. Then ask yourself, how is this crucial to your performance? What do you need to be better at? What do you need to be a better version of you? The more exceptional your CSFs are, the greater your success will be in your effort. Want to be irreplaceable? Then you must always be different, yet valuable. It is your unique ability to bring value to the marketplace and to others that makes you invaluable. The incomparable 13th century scholar and philosopher Rumi wrote, You are not a drop in the ocean. You are an entire ocean in a drop. To me, this phrase is incredibly profound. Each and every one of us is unique, with unfathomable depth, and vastly important, and no one is insignificant. Embrace your uniqueness. Stop worrying about what people think about you. When I was a teenager, I was worried about what everybody thought about me. When I turned 40, I didn't care what people thought about me. Now that I'm over 60, I realize that no one ever really thought about me in the first place. And if they did, it was because they were wondering what I thought about them. Each and every one of us is born with unique traits and characteristics that help us radiate our character and personality, which helps us find our true calling, what we do best. Learning to love and appreciate ourselves for who and what we are is frightening, uncertain, and challenging. When people avoid us for being ourselves, it makes it that much harder to embrace our uniqueness. Remember this, when people do that, it says more about them than it does about you. Stay on your path and continue being and becoming the best version of yourself you can possibly be. I guarantee there will be no one out there quite like you. You are absolutely remarkable. How can we tap into our unique and individual talents and abilities? Years ago, when I was a youngster, a family friend told me that he had a treasure to give me, a gift that I could use for the rest of my life. I was all ears. When he told me that I should never forget what he was going to tell me, I was even more intrigued. This is what he told me. If you want to be happy and successful for the rest of your life, find out what you love, what you're really good at. 
then get absolutely excellent at it because that will be your unique skill that you love. As you get better at it, you will love it even more. Then find a way to make it your career, your work, to make a living from it. If you do that, you will never work a day in your life and you will be happy and wildly successful. I looked at him with astonishment. Really? That was the valuable treasure? The gift? It wasn't until later in my life as an adult that I realized he was absolutely right. It was the most valuable information I'd ever heard. And using this concept has changed my life to this day. It was the absolute uniqueness of my character that enabled me to use that special combination of human qualities to my advantage and to find my niche as a coach, writer, and educator. My combination of talents and independent mindset created a paradigm of teaching others what I have discovered is most valuable. Find your unique combination of human capabilities and qualities that make you valuable to others, and you will be astounded at the results. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. You are unique and have so much that is of value to yourself and others. Discover or expand on that this week. Take time for yourself and look within. Thank you. I am so grateful that you've taken time out of your week to join me in this episode of Mindcast. Mindcast is now in 24 countries with over a thousand listeners in less than three months. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Mindcast so you'll never miss an episode. And be sure to try some of these life strategies I present in these coaching episodes. I am available for personal coaching or speaking engagements for your group or company. To reach out or inquire about my coaching or just say hello, you can contact me at kevin at thewinningmindset.com. Until next time, this is Kevin Seaman, and this is Mindcast.